This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, LS Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com Everybody be cool, this is a robbery! Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside! Beautiful play! That is that! Break a shot! Oh, my goal! My goal! Far post for Shearer, goal! McLaughlin has it, oh, deflection, and a goal! Gets to Mitchell! It's another goal! Incredible! Hobble! Such emotions, Dan. Such emotions. I'm just tired of it all, Rich. <laughs> what an utterly ridiculous football club we support. Come on! Another, ga- another game where we should have been out of sight. Second half implosion. Managed to equalise. Hey. But then we still could see two golden chances in the crumbs of time remaining. Oh, just... There's something rotten that runs through this club. Like no matter what you do with personnel sign-ins, this soft underbelly, this self-imploding trait, particularly in second halves. Well, well, oh my word. Well, it's good to hear from you, Dan. As always, Hi, Rich. evening. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we're, we're recording on Zoom, so we might talk over each other, fall over our words a few times. It's, it's not the greatest edit in the world when we're on Zoom, so apologies in advance for it. So, goodness me, I, I, you were saying before we press record, and it's the more I think about it, the more I agree. I kind of do feel. Very similar to the way I felt after Accrington Stanley away, although we got the points, maximum points in that one instead of just the one. Just the chaos of it all gives me this emotion of happy we didn't lose, happy we didn't fully throw it away, but ultimately so frustrated with this football club. 100%. Yeah, I'm with you. It feels like post-Accrington where I was audibly angry. I feel angry inside now look it's just there's been no learning it doesn't matter what you do with interim managers it doesn't matter what you do with personnel even sticking the wonderful McCarthy back there who on the whole had another very good game um it's just something <laughs> like runs like poison through this side but they just cannot shake late in games Second half, you called it bazooka yourself in the foot on a previous pod, Rich. Because, and the reason it's so frustrating, is because just like against Salford, attacking-wise, did some brilliant stuff. 
in terms of a football match, Swindon by far the better team, had by far the more chances. And yet, just like Salford, here we are talking about a draw. Mm. And, you know, Newport away, good 70 minutes at Newport, but a second half implosion that meant we lost. Um, just, oh, there's the Dan Hunt side for you, everyone. I there just, it is. I'm, I'm infuriated. Like, yeah. It's it, so close to being a really entertaining winning side. And it's just this underbelly that just haunts me. I was sat there at half time thinking, I've been here before. Mm. One nil up, playing well, should be two up. Platzel yeah. somehow doesn't make it two right on the stroke of half time. You just know what's coming. Yeah. And opposition know what's coming. Swindon know what's coming. They know what's coming. Everyone knows what's coming. Until we have a performance where we shake that. And I'm not counting Bradford because that tells you how bad Bradford were. Swindon do not know how to win. Swindon hey. especially do not know how to win away from home. That's how bad Bradford were on that Saturday when cutting. We, we've turned Bradford season around, Dan. They're, they are now winning football matches. I think Losing stuffed, to Swindon, yeah. They stuffed <laughs> MK Dons who come to the county ground on Saturday. So that will be, that'll be an interesting encounter, but that's for another pod. So we're recording almost straight after the game. We haven't heard from Gavin Gunning. I can almost, I can tell you what he's going to be saying now. We should have won. We were miles the best team. We should have won every game, but you know, (laughs) since he arrived, but we're still just that Bradford game. There was a lot of rotation uh, for this one again. We're not sure at the time of recording, whether that was enforced or that Gunning was was trying to outsmart his opposing manager in Stephen Clements. Talk me through the changes, Dan. Yeah, so you had Jake Kane for Saidu Khan to play alongside McEachran um, in central midfield. Um, until we hear from Gunning. I guess we don't know why Khan is out. I would assume injury. There's absolutely no way, even if you're rotating Khan, you're not going to have him on the bench. Uh, you also then had a um, couple of changes in uh, the front three. Uh, McGurk starting on the sort of left of the front three. Glatzel back out to the right. Um, obviously, he started through the middle uh, in Saturday's game against Salford. And um, the returning Charlie Austin, who you know, looked refreshed, had a had a good game through the middle up front. Um, yeah, and then, of course, that meant what is now becoming our customary litany of second-half subs, um, which saw no less than four attacking players come onto the field in uh, Drinan at half-time, McCurdy and Hepburn Murphy roughly on the hour, and uh, Albazeddy with about 20 to go. So, yeah... I mean, you can't really say it didn't work. First half, pretty good. A Mm -hmm. slick counter-attacking performance. Sort of suckered, chilling him on. Win the ball back. Break at speed. Um, McCurk um, showed a lot of very good stuff tonight on his full debut. Got a really nice first touch. Looks supremely comfortable on the ball. And... um, Midway for the first half, took his goal fantastically well. Um, very composed. It's kind of like the goal he should have scored at Newport with about 10 minutes to go, where he sort of jinked one way, took a defender out of the match. Uh, but at Newport, he failed to hit the target. And uh, tonight against Gillingham, he uh, he swept it home wonderfully. So I think, yeah, some very good signs from Gurk. I think Glatzel has had another very good game right up until the point he's got to stick it in the back of the net. Um, that would be my only constructive feedback on the uh, the Glatzel report card so far. If he could finish, he'd have four or five right now. He's on one. Mm. Yeah. There we go. Hey. It is tough doing these on on the whistle because all the emotions are <laughs> are flowing through. I'm um, feeling it. But but following the game, 
it was just so dominant that first half, really, mm -hmm. for a team down in 17th and remaining in 17th, thanks to some late goals elsewhere. We we did drop to 18th at one stage, but still in 17th. It it, it wasn't a performance that 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 looks like a team that low down but as we've said and we'll say over and over again that's what swindon do this is not rare we we have these these moments and the messages i was getting at i was getting at half time was we've seen this all before and i was reading like social media comments from people and it's 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 fun to and and right to praise the club when they're doing good things on the pitch but there wasn't there was only a little bit of caution around and I'm the same as you. I, I, one nil advantage is never enough. And they had so many chances. How do we want to do this? Do we want to go through it in, in the order of play? Um, well, let me, let me give you a bit of a, <clears throat> a kind of vibe of how the first half went. Yeah. Um, it's actually for the first 14, 15 minutes, very little happened actually. Um, two sides, kind of working each other out a little bit. Gillingham not really threatening. Um, what then followed? Um, well, we must talk about a hilarious Godwin Malief foul throw. I had to give a couple <laughs> of those type of foul throws in the under-sevens game um... I refereed last week. Um, but in those games, I let the uh, the throw-in taker retake the throw. Whereas, yeah, that led to uh, an ogie long throw into the box, which Hawkins flicked on. Brief bit of danger. Bycroft gathered it quite well. And then sort of 19 minutes to um, up until about Swindon scored, actually. So you're looking at a good five-minute spell where Gillingham then had, um, I think it was six corners, roughly on the trot. A um, couple of deflected shots well over and wide. A um, couple of shots blocked. Um, an overhit, Remy O'Hutton. Left, uh, sorry, right wing cross on his left foot, which was tipped over by Bycroft as a kind of precaution, really. You also had um, Connor Masterson scoring the first of two disallowed goals, um, and he was well on offside for both, by the way. Um, and then, kind of at this point, against the run of play, albeit Gillingham through that spell of pressure, corner, 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 corner. Hadn't really tested by Croft. Swindon were doing okay in the defensive stakes. Um, yeah, kind of a brilliant break forward. Uh, I think it was Glatzel got a toe in uh, on one of the Gillingham players on the halfway line. Ball broke to McEachran, who sort of in one motion played a really crisp um, skimmer of a pass into the feet of McGurk, who um, was up against quite a cumbersome looking back three then. Uh, went onto his left foot, uh, left a couple of Gillingham defenders for dead and uh, curled it past Jake Turner in the goal. So, yeah, it, even in my notes, I think I put that was kind of against the run of play because Gillingham had just had all those corners. But I don't think Gillingham had particularly threatened us up to that point. It was kind of more territory and uh, set-piece dominance rather than, rather than chances. But yeah, a, a first glimpse of Swindon looking razor sharp on the counter-attack and McGurk made it 1-0. Yeah, and I think we, we need to give McGurk a bit more love and credit for, for the finish. It's 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 a lovely uh, first goal of your career. Not a debut goal, Swindon Town Football Club, quickly amended, but... Um, so full debut. Exactly, full debut. That's, that's all they needed to amend it to. But... <laughs> It's, I just find the rotation so strange. I mean, obviously, some of these players haven't played for a long time. Some of them haven't played very much at all. And to go from substitute to not in the squad at all to starting and scoring, and he'll probably start next week because Devoy's not not going to play against MK Dons. I just I think it's really good that McGurk is giving Gavin Gunning this this headache of of like. Don't drop me. <laughs> don't don't leave me out of the eighteen because this is what I can do. Yeah. Um well what it probably shows you actually is in the sort of couple of weeks training McCurk's been at Swindon Town, you know, there's no way that that ability that he's got isn't gonna come across on the training ground. And actually, you know, in a couple of patches at, at Newport he showed he's got ability too. So I I wasn't against it. And actually 
he looks like a two-footed player, mainly left foot kind of dominant, but looks quite comfortable on both seats. So, you know, playing off the left and having that ability to either go on your left or right, inside or out, um, I think he's going to be an asset. And, of course, he is one we own. Um, so, you know, if this season is going to peter out, it's almost an argument to say you'd like to see McGurk playing ahead of um, sort of McCurdy, who will be hips bound at the end of the year. Or I don't know how realistic it is or not that we might sign Albazedi. I don't know what kind of a standard wage is in the Swedish... Premier League, but yeah, um, he's certainly given the Sunderland fans a glimpse and he's given Gunning something to chew on. Like you say, Devoy is unavailable for the Milton Keynes game on Saturday, so we may see McGurk um, sort of go into the centre of the pitch uh, and one of the wide forwards take that position on the left wing. But yeah, um, a permanent sign in that we should be very excited about, I think. He's got an eye for goal. Definitely. Absolutely, he does. And congratulations to him on his first career senior goal. And then things just got a little bit crazy for a little bit, didn't they? Um, before mm. Swindon certainly, certainly ended the half the stronger team. Oh, my word. Yeah. So, yeah, I think um, five minutes after the goal, I've, I've got the word frantic here. Um, end to end stuff. Swindon, if they just got the final pass, better. Um, might have uh, made it two nerves. Just a slightly overhit pass to Glatzel, who nearly in on the right. Um, and then, yeah, came, like you said, a, a dominant period up to half time. So just after the half hour mark, uh, McGurk on the left wing again, cut in and shot on his right foot, which was parried by Turner. And that parry um, frustratingly uh, avoided Austin following up. Um, there was um, one little flicker of Jill's. Uh, and that was sort of 35 minutes. You had Swindon just for the first time looking a bit stretched. Ball out to Hutton on the right. Cut it back for the marauding Connor Masterson, uh, formerly of Swindon, of course. Um, and he curled over, well over, when actually quite well placed on the edge of the box. Um, but yeah, you then had um, a Devoy ball through to Glatzel, who was actually flagged offside but he he curled over um kind of lucky he was offside actually because it was a poor finish um nice bit of play 37 minutes a cockolo left wing cross glatzel volleyed over that was a better hit this time quite a difficult finish um 39 minutes uh johnny williams um who didn't have a great game to be honest Quite a lot of falling about, just like when he was at Swindon Town. Good for him, taking one yeah. for the team for the Swindon. Good lad. <laughs> he um he put a ball in behind for uh for Walker. Bycroft came off his line quite well to sort of um, clean up the situation. McCarthy, I think, who was running next to Walker, just just about did enough. Um, yeah, you then had what would have been a near kind of. Goal of the season contender from Swindon, um, a move involving Glatzel, Devoy, and then somebody else just, just over here again, which um, I think would have been quite a simple finish for the person coming in on the, the right side of the box. Um, yeah, and, and what what I've got in my notes here is actually in the build-up to half-time, as Jills were kind of trying to play out the back and getting a few things wrong, Swindon pressing them quite well. There was definitely dissent in the home crowd. They were getting a bit aggy. Um, there was a sort of Johnny Williams hit the deck and the ref didn't give a cheap free kick. They were getting um, getting quite cross with the ref. Um, but yeah, ultimately, what happened next is um, maybe where Swindon could have put the game to bed and that is um, Austin on Swindon's left wing. Um, looked up and saw Glatzel in absolutely acres of space coming in off the right wing. The Gillingham back three was absolutely all over the place. Glatzel then took it round and kind of over the keeper. Um, I know a few of the chaps in the Below Strangers WhatsApp group saying Glatzel should have gone down, actually, because um, as he kind of awkwardly hurdled uh, the keeper, that allowed Ogie to come back and, and just about get a tackle in, which he had to get right otherwise. 
That was probably a, a, a red card for him. Definitely a goal-saving tackle. Glatzel sort of semi-effort, sort of limped towards the line. The keeper was able to get up and, and grab it. But that that absolutely should have been 2-0. Yeah. Either Glatzel's got to, like I said, go down or when he hurdles the keeper, he's got to stick it in the net. It's um massive let-off for Jills. Swindon should have been going in 2-0. And the fact that the Gillingham fans were on the turn, I think that would have been a very, very wild time goal from our point of view. But alas, it was only 1-0 at half-time, Rich. And me and you have already said it today, haven't we? Yeah. Like, we've been here before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's a shame because it's a, it's, a, it's a trust thing, isn't it? Because Swindon didn't show any signs in that first half that we, we could we had the ability in this particular game to throw it away but you just can't trust it because it is the same players it's the same it's the same situation over and over again and everyone was happy in 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 you know within the friendship groups with with the the level of the performance but the trust that we could hold on and get the three points simply wasn't there and it, yet again it's justified and we can listen to all the post match and and everything, but ultimately it's it's just just fix it, <laughs> find a way to yeah. fix it, please. Yeah, um, and that is where the coaches, all of the coaches that we've got, um, Gunning, goalkeeper coach Steve Mildenhall, and junior analyst. Um, oh, he's not junior analyst. Come on. Well. <laughs> Sorry, he's junior in the coaching. Center. There you go. That's better. He is a full-time <laughs> analyst. Um, not that I want to put the the analyst as the world down, but you know that's where the coaches earn their money. Swindon don't have a lot of coaches. Um, we're kind of relying on the personnel that have been brought into the building, making enough of a difference to try and get rid of this this poisonous habit of imploding and especially letting in so many late goals. But, so, um, so if if. If we're talking about the first half, just to to finish off on it, mm-hmm. lots of changes. Did Gunning ultimately get that right? Um, I think I think the game plan to kind of let Jills come on because they weren't the best footballing team. It was a bit one trip pony up to Hawkins, Allah, Salford, and and Matt Smith, um, which is what Gunning knew would happen. Yeah, um, so he's called that, right? Just like he did with uh, Smith and Salford. Um, and actually, it was a fine away performance, much like the first half at Newport, um, much like second half against Salford. Um, you know, Gunning's got a lot right. The people he brought in um, were having a good game. Um, yeah, it's nice to see, you know, there is another way to play, and that is... You know, you can soak soak up a little bit, counter-attack in a really quick and effective way. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a little bit of tactical flexibility there. I mean, on the first half alone, you'd say, well done. Definitely green shoots. Yeah. Don't that's, like, the, that's, I, that, that's what's so frustrating. <laughs> that, in the four gunning games, there have been so many green shoots in terms of style of play, in terms of attacking football. Probably where you'd mark him down is is the finishing, um, and then just again that soft underbelly, which you know it needs some really strong characters to just get a get a hold of that team in times of a little bit of crisis and jeopardy. Yeah, we're coming for you, MK Dons. Can't do this. <laughs> Hi, Rich. Just a reminder to let you know I'm on Points West again tonight, so make sure you tune in. Oh no, here I am holidaying in Europe and I'm going to miss Dan's latest appearance talking about another deep side town performance on the television. Unless, <laughs> of course, I can use my NordVPN subscription. NordVPN allows you to watch sporting events, TV shows and films which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location with one click to a country which is showing the content. So I'll never miss another Points West with Dan ever again. Huzzah! NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, 
protecting your personal data and sensitive information like card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee per month, and one NordVPN account can be used across six devices. So to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash loafstrangers. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the podcast along the way. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Lovely stuff. Hi, Alice Pod fans, it's JR here. Enthusiastic contributor and former Swindon McDonald's employee. Farewell, Outlook Village. One time I got to serve the then Swindon manager, Roy Evans. Yes, I know what you're wondering. Big Mac with medium fries. And admittedly, why Roy may have regretted some choices at SM1, well, you can't go wrong with the classics. And you can't go wrong with McDelivery, where instead of you getting in a time machine and coming to me, your favourites can come to you. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Void plays this into the edge of the box. Swindon poke this out to McCurdy on the right corner of the penalty area. Looks up, shoots up again, and Harry McCurdy's goal blouse is over in stoppage time. The familiar knee slide and crossbow celebration as he finishes from the edge of the area. And he might have got Swindon a point. They richly, richly deserve. All the time. There was a change at halftime. You kind of expected Ginningham to make some changes because they weren't having a great time at home and the fans, like you said, are are up against are against well they're 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 aggy as you would like to say. Um uh, but there was also a change for Swindon. Drinnen came on for Jake Kane, which one must assume has to be an injury. Um yeah, I can't say I'd noticed any uh, ailments. Kane towards the end of the first half. Um, there's every chance it might have been tactical, but it seemed odd given you've got no central midfielders on the bench. Mm. And later in the game, when he brought McEachran off, he had to bring Brewer on in a kind of unfamiliar position, um, nosebleed territory for him. Um, but yeah, it kind of meant Drennan took up that kind of line leader role through the centre of the pitch. Austin seemed to be playing a little bit more withdrawn. Um, kept McGurk kind of wide left. That's all wide right. So yeah, I, I wasn't against the change. And I actually think Drinnen over the 45 minutes did a, a lot of good stuff. Um, gives us so much more physical presence over Austin. And that's not to say Austin's completely ineffective, but it, it looks like a forward who can buff it defenders around a little bit, be good in the air. Some of the link-up play was very good. So I, I actually think Drinnen quietly looks like a very good signing. Uh, I I hope he starts at the weekend. Um, shows us what he's got from the start. Um, I, th- I think him and McGurk could yet be the best couple of bits of business just because they have some semblance of long-term about them. I think McCarthy is already playing too well for us to keep him. I remember saying similar about Kemp in September. Yeah. Um, you know, someone with money at the top end of League Two will get him, or Barnsley will play him, or he'll go to another League One club because I think he's he's an excellent defender. Or dear um, old Scotland, uh, he's. He, he, Scottish Prem has um, been there before, hasn't it? Decent, decent standard, yeah. So, and the, the, there were more changes quite early in the second half, also, wasn't there? There was um, Hepburn Murphy and Harry McCurdy coming on. It, that sort of like trigger point just after the hour mark, where McCurdy seems to get that it's time to play sort of click. And there were a few reactions at, at this point because. There was this feeling that, you know, unless people are injured, that let's not let's not shake it up too much because it's lovely to see Harry McCurdy. I mean, he's he's saved us from from losing today. But if if the going is well and the, the team is stable, don't change it. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you there, Rich. Um, certainly, you could have done the subs a bit later into the match. Uh, but yeah, I think. Probably a couple of the key subs weren't Swindon ones, actually. Um, so Ogie, who had made the goal-saving tackle at the end of the first half, he got injured in that moment and he came off at half-time. 
uh, and this sort of ineffectual forward um, Walker, he also came off. And that got um, a Colombian forward on on loan from Watford, Hurtado, who would play a very big role in, in the rest of the match um, to Swindon's detriment. It also got, um, uh, is it Conor Mahoney for them? Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously we've had Murphy this year. Um, so anyway, that, that changed Gillingham's shape as well. So they went to um, a back four after previously playing a, a back five in the first half. Um, it sort of kept Hutton a little bit more at home as a right back rather than a sort of flying right wing back. Um, um, yeah, so I, I think that change, not immediately, but getting Hurtado on the pitch um, was definitely a big help for Chilling because suddenly they had two handfuls up top and Hurtado was quite random, um, lots of good, lots of bad, but yeah, um, we'll come on to how he hurts Swindon later. But, you know, ultimately, the first half of the second half, Swindon should have made it 2-0. Um, 54 minutes, you had um, some great play from Drinnen on the right, chest it down, passed his man, um, right wing cross for Austin on rushing. Austin's first touch was excellent. His second touch, um, a sort of right foot toe poke, was very poor. Put that over. Um, a minute later, McGurk from the left wing fed Austin. Austin had a, a right foot curler deflected over for a swinging corner. Um, yeah. Then came, very much against the run of play, Gillingham's path back into the game, which Swindon at the back, and I think Cocklow was guilty here, taking too many touches and eventually running the ball out of play on Swindon's left, Gillingham's right. Um, the next passage of play led to a, another throw-in closer to the corner flag, which um, Remy Hutton put a long throw-in. Swindon sort of let it bounce across the face of their own goal and Masterson at the back post has to score. Mm-hmm. Absolutely has to score. Heads it against the crossbar, down off the crossbar. i got to say, my gut was saying that's, that's probably a goal. I'm waiting for the referee to look at his watch or the linesman to start flagging and say goal because I couldn't. It was just staggering how it didn't go in. Um, I follow then, shows a replay, cuts on the replay, Swindon are at the other end, got a break on, three on two. Glatzel glides past his defender, um, slots it under the keeper. It's surely going to be 2 0, Rich. And Romeo Hutton, the bugger, clears it off the line. It was yeah. it was a mad period of play. Gillingham completely against the run of play should have made it one-one. Swindon straight up the other end should have made it two-nil, which I think at that moment would have been a killer goal, even with Swindon soft underbelly. And it was at that point there where where Swindon chose to withdraw Austin, which you know I think made sense. They also withdrew McGurk, which you know as me and you have said, I don't think I would have done either. Um, and on came uh, Hepper Murphy and McCurdy. So it, it felt scripted, didn't it? Um, yeah. Felt, felt pre-planned. Regardless um, of performance, that's that's what we're yeah. saying. So obviously, during the game, you, you plan your subs, but this one felt like, uh, Sean, you're going to play the first hour and then come yeah. off. And it, did, it does feel like he's that gunning spinning plates with his squad rotation is fine but it's all at the same time um with with the with the same people coming on or what have you and if if, if it works it works but at the moment if we're talking about three points it's not working no um <laughs> so yeah i mean we spoke about it on the which pod was it i did recently was it newport yeah, we spoke about Gunning wanting to use his new toys. Um, and yeah, he, he can't quite kick that habit at the minute. He's kind of playing champ manager and Ooh. wanting to do those subs just after the hour. Um, Football isn't like champ manager. <laughs> told you. <laughs> You've been told. <laughs> but actually, and the, the Gillingham commentators that I was listening to, because I always like listening to the away commentators, and they were very fair, I've got to say, through the night, knew their stuff. Give Swindon a heck of a lot of credit too. 
Um, but they they even said it looked like the subs, and we made another one on seventy minutes with um, the dangerous Glatzel. Even if he can't finish, he was still dangerous. Um, going off, uh, and Albazedi coming on just looked like the subs threw Swindon out of kilter again. Um, and not long after, sixty-eight minutes, um, something we got very used to seeing. Uh, Romeo Hutton cutting in from the right on his left foot, um, creating that kind of nicer angle to aim for the back post. Um, uh, uh, the big lad, Hawkins, was waiting. His first header hits the post. You're thinking, oh, thank God, Swindon got away with that. Somehow the ball stays in. Um, uh, and Max Clark, unchallenged, really, sort of sticks it back across goal where Hawkins, uh, you know, Conor McCarthy is looking like Superman, but not even he could get above Hawkins as he can. Nodded it in for 1-1 and, um, yeah, just utterly frustrating, really, because up to that point, Jills had done very little. I know they'd had the Masterson chance, but that was kind of a long throw that's when they defended poorly. And it just, once again, we allow teams back into games that we shouldn't allow them back into. And how how were Swindon in the in the in between between one one and going two one down? Were we would you say we were back on oh. it, or would you say it was it was now? Oh, we know where this is going. It was at best a mixed bag. Um, okay. So in the the very next passage of play after it going to one one, um, Hurtado broke away from Blake Tracy. Blake Tracy tried to bring him down. He then shot wildly over. Uh, I think I, I noted here, I think FPT was lucky not to get booked at that point. Um, you then had uh, Albazetti for Glatzel. Um, and actually, you know, a couple of chances here where, uh, again, Swindon could and should have made it 2 under Swindon before Jill's made it 2 1. Um, so Albazetti from the right wing. Putting a lovely cross to the back post where McCurdy on rushing didn't make the best connection, actually, but it was on target at least. And that was cleared off the line. An excellent clearance off the line by the, the, the Gillingham defender. Um, that should have been McCurdy's first goal back at Swindon for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you then had very next minute some lovely interplay from Swindon on the left, uh, which led to a McCurdy shot sort of dragged wide from. 20 yards um, and yeah ultimately we would pay for our profligacy because um, 78 79 minutes um, actually, you know <laughs> McCurdy didn't didn't do well in this passage of play so a bit weak in the tackle not once but twice in centre midfield Hurtado kind of out muscling Sundan players left right and centre sort of barreled his way through and then just the most ridiculous tackle from an experienced defender in Blake Tracy. Can we not respect the initial attempt to pretend that, I don't know if he got the ball he's <laughs> claiming or if he's saying it's outside the area, and then, then the just realisation that there was nothing he could do. That there's, It's a wonderful two seconds. Uh, I know I shouldn't say the word wonderful, but I'm, I'm always tremendously entertained by the reactions. In fact, I didn't talk about the reaction of... Uh, of one of the uh, Salford players when we when we scored it on Saturday, absolutely furious he was. Um, but yeah, to watch Blake Tracy realise and want the world, the ground to swallow him up in that moment, um, really disappointing moment. Uh, it was hugely disappointing. From what's he twenty eight? Played plenty of games in his career. He's played sixty seventy games for Swindon. He's having a really good run. A form next to McCarthy uh, under Gunn in at centre half. It's just there's no other way to put it. It was a mad rush of blood to the head. And don't get me wrong, Hurtado, he sort of bowled through. He's about to have a shot or goal from 16, 17 yards. By all means, try and put the block in. Try and make a legitimate tackle. It was just ridiculous. And I don't think he got booked, unless I've missed it. But it was it was just a bonkers 
decision. Hatada went flying in the air. Like FIFA 96 when players get <laughs> slight tackle and go to go flying. Yeah. Um he got booked, by the way, yeah. Oh, he did get bell. Good, because if he didn't, good. <laughs> there's no good left in the world. Um, <laughs> anyway, up steps Mahoney. Uh, Bycroft actually went the right way. Um, very nearly got there, but it was a good penalty in the corner. 2-1, and I was just I was just sat there spewing, Rich, absolutely spewing that. Here we were, 2-1 down. Um, and what could we muster in response? It 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 took a little bit of time, actually. Uh, if anything, probably argue Jills were looking slightly the more likely to to go and get another. There was a, a Hutton cross, um, which Masterson headed in for a second <laughs> disallowed goal. He was well offside, and then we kind of got towards the crazy ending of the match where I'm going to try and do this justice. I think 87 minutes, McCarthy had a header straight at Turner from a corner. It's nice to see a Swindon player actually getting their head on the end of a corner <laughs> from an attacking sense. Um, a couple of minutes later, just before the board went up, you had a Devoy right-wing cross, which Curdy proper 50p headed about five yards wide when quite well-placed. Uh, then the board went up for six minutes. Um, we had some nice play, ninety plus two, left wing cross. Drinnen kind of uh, chested it down from McCurdy on the edge of the box. Another wild shot, well over when well placed. And at this point, McCurdy's having a stinker. He really like he's had shot cleared off the line, which if he makes a better connection with, he scores. He was weak in the middle of the pitch in the build-up to Gillingham winning the penalty for their second goal. He's hit a couple of shots wide and over. You're thinking, he's just so desperate to score, it's not going for him. And then, of course, football does what football does. Of course, McCurdy's then going to score. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Swindon win a corner, 90 plus four. Up comes Bycroft, the big lad. Um, bit of chaos ensues. Corner's cleared. Devoy does really well here, by the way. Taking the touch, dribbling wide to create the angle to put the cross back in. Um, Connor McCarthy has a nice touch and pass into the feet of McCurdy here, who then hits a, a low curler through the bodies to the back post. I think the keeper was slightly unsighted. Can't see a thing, um, can he? Can't yeah, nestles into, nestles into the corner, 2-2. McCurdy does the knee slide. The 264 Swindon fans go mad. Um, there's surely no time left in the match for anything to happen, Rick. Of course not. It's over. Um, if anything, I'd like to see Swindon maybe have one more attack. If, see if we please. can have it 3 2. If we, if we don't um, mind. But this is where Dan Hunt gets angry. Okay. Because the, sort of, the game management from this point on. Uh, maybe we'll come back and talk more about the McCurdy goal in a sec. Okay. Obviously it's a huge goal for him personally. After a miserable 18 months since uh, going to Hibs and heart problems, etc. But Tom Brewitt, 20, 25 yards out, in trying to nod it back to Bycroft, I assume, nods it out for a corner. This is 90 plus six, and there's been six added on. Um, Jill's then nearly win it with a near post header from Coleman, which flashes wide. And you think, oh, good, thank God. You know, got away with that. <laughs> <laughs> Minute later, the clock's still going, the ref's still playing. Um, you know, Mahoney right-wing cross, which was blocked for a corner, and you think, oh, phew. You know, surely he's going to play the whistle now. In comes the corner, <laughs> into the crowd of bodies. I think it probably would have just been an own goal. Looks can't it, doesn't it? Yeah. Really see who it across, but Jack Bycroft, what a save. What a save to keep it to two. Sort of a hand behind himself and managing to flick it over the bar, which was the real skill there, I think. Um reaction save. All right, it's close to him, straight at him, but to get it over the bar was the amazing bit there. Um and just utterly 
utterly baffling how just through some really lax game management, lack of experience, call it what you want, we should have conceded twice after making it 2-2 in the 94th minute. Yeah. I yeah. Just, and it, it left me really angry at the end. And I made some notes here. I, I'm just going to read them out to just let you know what sort of frame of mind I was in. Please do. I think I wrote, ridiculous Swindon Town FC. <laughs> they can find ways to throw away whatever it is they've got. <laughs> What an exhausting club to follow. And, and it is we, because... We stay 17. Because we're so close. I mean, we, we still haven't won at Priestfield since the 1700s or, or whatever. But we have been promoted there. We have been promoted there. Um, we've we've had McCurdy score his first goal since August 20th, 2022. Um, That's mad, isn't it? In, in terms of that, which is, is going to be the next three days on Swindon socials, isn't it? It's going to be all about Harry getting the goal that we've all wanted to see. And I'm over the moon that the, that those who went to the Ginium game got, got that moment. We've scored a last minute equaliser in a game where we've been robbed. Yet I'm still sat here with my hands on my head going, but why? Why are we doing this? You silly club. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I hopefully I've articulated it. Well, but the, what you've just said there, you know, I agree. Yeah. Just this season has just been baffling. Yeah. And it's just, I can point to so many moments. You know, I was on a cricket field in Bradford on Avon on the 19th of August when one of the Bradford on Avon players shouted on, Swindon have fallen up at half time. I thought, wow. Blimey. Gutted, you were gutted. And then what was it? They go back to four three. Ugh. And I'm I'm stood at mid-off. I'm sweating, thinking, oh no, don't town. And then my teammate shouts on five three. Hey. They're in they're in stoppage time. Oh, Nothing can go wrong now. Didn't think another thing about it. Another overpass is I come back at the top. I'm looking for a few details from my mate about this magnificent win. And sure enough, five five. Yeah. And that that we should have just stopped the season there, frankly. Um, <laughs> that's just been that's been the hymn sheet for the whole season. Just don't rule anything out. We will find a way of cocking it up. Mm. Is what it feels like. You know, Salford were terrible. We've let them equalise. Oh, oh, there oh. it is. Yeah, yeah, and oh Things my away goodness, the seats on the truck. It feels but, like, but, but we've drawn. <laughs> but it was a very muck Swindon performance, actually, because most of our MCs um, played well. But we we have to give thirty more seconds at least to McCurdy and and the relief for him because I I do feel like this. I was thinking, is this big? Well, not big because the season is over for us, but is this a great moment for Harry McCurdy? Is this a great moment for Swindon? Because, you know, coming back from 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 behind to get a point in this game, is that going to rejuvenate us? Of course it's not. But I think it's probably more of a story for McCurdy than it is for Swindon. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say, actually, is um, I think it's a goal for McCurdy. Um, and actually, personal level, absolutely delighted for him. Course, He's yeah. a player who, in that first spell, brought me and brought my son so much joy. Goal scorer, maverick, sparky player who, you know, if he's on the pitch, good things are going to happen. Or at the very least, he's going to try and make that happen. So, you know, to have had the 18 months he's had since leaving Swindon Town at Hibs, where I think some of his very candid interviews, even on the Life of a Kitman podcast, which is generally quite jovial and fun. You know, I think there is, this is a much more tender, honest, exposed human being who probably counting his lucky stars, A, you know, this heart problem was found and he's had the operation and now he's hopefully on, on the way up from that. But also you know, to come back to a place where he is almost universally loved and is going to get free reign to, to manage his comeback minutes however you like. And it's certainly looking that way. Yeah. Um, that, you know, whatever Hibs say and McCurdy's doctors say, Swindon are going to oblige. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, now he's got this monkey off his back, he's got the first goal, he can just hopefully settle down a little bit. Because actually, on all, he's had a bit of a stinker tonight. <laughs> but well, like a lot of good goal scorers, the fact he's had a stinker doesn't put him off. He's still going to buy the ticket for the raffle. He's still going to have the shot. Um, Still try and make it happen, but... Yeah, I just I, I I don't know what you think, Rich. I think in his interviews so far since being back at the club, particularly the club one, I think he looked quite sheepish, almost embarrassed that he's had to kind of come back. Um, yeah, I, I think I think the oh sorry before you come in, and also I think the the plan in his head is very much come to Swindon, get what I need out of Swindon, and then I I need to give it another go at Hibs. And or a new club. What do you think? If, if if I was McCurdy, I'd be looking to try and give Hibbs one more crack because <laughs> I mean I mean I'm sure Swindon will be there with loving arms, but I think he his ambition is higher than League Two, and there was no resistance when Swindon allowed. Harry McCurdy to join Hibs. There was no, there was, it was, it was the most low-key, high-profile transfer that we've had in in many years. It just Harry McCurdy's had a bid from Hibs. Off he goes, and there goes the person that you said that brought so much joy to to Swindon players during the twenty one twenty two season. I think this is about, you know, I hate Harry enjoying his football again, and there was only one place he could do that because he's got the fans on side straight away. And there are clubs all up and down the country that simply don't have the luxury to give somebody a guaranteed 30 minutes and um, and have that clout behind him. So it was it was the perfect transfer in the moment. But yeah, I, I, I would say there might be some professional embarrassment. I, I don't know if embarrassment is the is the right word, but just the fact that I think. He he left and yeah, sheepish is the word you said. And I think there is there there can be an element to that. But he's here. We're going to enjoy him for a f- for a couple of months. And I, I just I'm not going to play the game of or I'm not going to allow Swindon Town to to allow me to think that we're going to put money down for Harry McCurdy or or Hibs are going to let him walk from a year or two left of his contract like we've had over the last couple of years with this ownership where they sort of kick the can down the road till the point where it doesn't happen um, through leaked information and stuff like that. Let's just enjoy it and let's not pretend that that we're not let's not pretend that we're going to see anything other than having these lovely little moments but I expected McCurdy's first goal to be a great moment for Swindon and it doesn't feel like it because of the manner of how that game played out which is so weird because he scored an an injury time equaliser but it's it yeah it's just it's just all very weird following Swindon at the moment it'll probably be our fault we, uh, yeah, we didn't want McCurdy enough, guys. Yeah, um, yeah, no, weird's the word. Um, there is the tiniest part of me that is a little bit uneasy about the fact Swindon Town have been reduced to you know, doing a favour for someone, and we are, you know, dancing to the tune of Curtis Doctor and and Hibbs. Um, and very much, it's hard to get away from the fact it. It was definitely a smart PR move by uh, an ownership that was massively under the pump. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, enjoy it. And I'm certainly going to enjoy it. I love watching Aaron McCurdy, but it's a short-term sticky plaster, folks. Yeah. I don't think there's any prospect, unfortunately. No. And I don't think anyone's talking about it really, no. are they? Nobody's saying, like, you never know, like, what we endured with Kemp and Young. Um, in the first half of the season, I don't think anyone is really um, saying, well, you never know. You get a couple of fans, obviously. Uh, what I was really interested in in learning is what the reaction of the listenership would be. Um, loads of listeners' contributions. I'm going to fall over my words because I'm not going to edit this, so do forgive me. We'll start with Paul D, who says, injury time, clean sheet, not to be sniffed at. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um if we want to talk about uh honest 
tender and exposed. There's there's plenty of it about our defence. So Tommy says McGurk outstanding. Subs killed us. Austin and McGurk gave us an out. Bruit and Albuzedi nowhere near good enough. Albuzedi almost cost us the third, ducking from the corner. Got bailed out by an incredible save. And Neil says. The inability to learn a single thing in 20 weeks is astounding, bordering on incompetent, impossible to, to defend us, doing the same things over and over again, regardless of that equaliser. The way we, we although lost from there was, I think that's supposed to be the way we almost lost from there, was farcical. We have to stop pretending this is okay. MTH says, getting points despite... The man in charge uh, seems to deliberately make changes no one else would make to try and improve. He's <laughs> he's some kind of visionary. Man of the match, McCurdy, for bailing us out. Doug says, given I think most will agree that none of these results really matter anymore, why does it feel so stressful to watch? It's because you care, Doug. It's because you care. Solid first half with some good chances. Lovely first goal from McGurk. Nice to be on the right end of an injury time goal for once. Man of the match, McCarthy. PCM says two unbeaten, consolidating 17th position. <laughs> uh, Man of the match, Bycroft for the saved or for the save or McCurdy for the equaliser. Steve Brown gives Man of the match to Saidu Khan for being left out and he wants the same from Rashan Hepburn Murphy next week. PJ says probably deserved to win it with three off the line, but going 2-1 down, I'll take the point buzzing for Harry McCurdy at the end there. Tough 18 months, and that must soften the blow a bit. Fantastic debut, full debut for McGurk, but I'll give Man of the Match to McCurdy just for that moment at the end alone. Andy says better. Felt nice to rescue a point than throw one away. McEachran, Man of the Match for a great first half. Dean says foot superb first half, but seen the signs last five minutes of that half we are paying the price making subs that are not needed but because they want players to get match fit in game management costing us McGurk man of the match Mike D says Glatzel just for the challenge leading up to the first goal same old though leading at half time but as we need to be positive and stick together at least we came away with a point Michelle says uh, the game of Max George played well uh, McGurk for me but Glatz too pleased for the original Mac McEachran uh, will do his confidence the world of good and the match Craig Clark gives to McGurk classy two points dropped enough chances to put the game to bed in the first half but yet again failed to do so and dropped points it's tedious uh, Jamie says more than deserved uh, more than deserved a point this evening McGurk looked sharp, took his goal brilliantly, lapses at the back, causing our own issues as always. Absolutely delighted for Harry. Tucker Jenkins says some impressive spells and a clear style of getting the ball to the forwards quickly and utilising their pace. However, that familiar soft centre without the ball and the ongoing lack of cohesion at the back continue to undo all the good progress that we are making by Croft Man of the Match. Mutley says... Going on a bit of a tangent, so please bear with here. A top half of League Two came on Sky Sports News tonight, and it's never looked so alien-like to me. We shouldn't be looking at the top half as a different league. What the hell has happened to us? Wish I was back in hospital on drugs. Come on, Mudley, is it? Come on, oh dear. Um, he gives man of the match to McGurk, but he's sick and tired of town dropping points. Batch says, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of Gavs Swindon. Uh, Taze85 says, more pure vibes, same subs and more points dropped. McKechra, man of the match. Am I being too grumpy? I think the the, the the vibe is very similar here, isn't it? We're happy that we didn't lose. We acknowledge that we should have won, but it's the same thing over and over again. Dan says, still not convinced by four vibes, vibes tactic. What a tactic that is, by the way, <laughs> um, but made for an entertaining game at least. And Marcus Fiotoft is probably the best co-con he's heard on BBC Wilts for a long time. But it's true though, isn't it? It's like... It's so weird following Swindon at the moment because we feel all the good stuff, but it's just undone time and time again by the stuff that we've been talking about since the going was good. Yep. Um, 
even on this pod, we've mentioned it <laughs> four or five times now. Um, Will it be fixed? Can it be fixed? <laughs> oh, Mr. Good says Bruit needs to be dropped off on the way back in a dark forest somewhere. Nick says we're looking a lot better and playing quite well. Uh, just silly mistakes and seem to panic in the last 15 minutes of every game. This has to be a mentality issue. Um, Brute was only on the pitch for five, ten minutes. <laughs> Why are we going for him? Well, you know, you've obviously got the headline moment, which was managing to head it out for a corner. Um, and then several crosses flashing across the box afterwards where you know, with Blake, Tracy, McCarthy and Brewitt on the pitch, you would hope that's the most aerially dominant we could be, unless you were also going to be on Minton. So, mm. you know, I think probably that moment where uh, Brewitt heads out for a corner is doing a lot of heavy lifting there. But actually, he he also took his part collectively in not defending very well after going to 2-2. Sure. Um, uh- but... So probably who who do you think takes the fans man of the match there, Rich? That well, sounds like McGurk. Yes, me. it is McGurk. Well, we'll end with Josh Phelps. He says man of the match, McGurk, the player you create of yourself on FIFA. Give them a bit of vibey haircut, maybe some ankle tape, and voila. Uh love last minute limbs, but still feel de- dejected, mainly due to how we won't be competing financially with Gills, with the Gills again. The riches they had off the bench was mad. McGurk just shades it. Uh, plenty of Max. Um, Bycroft got a call. Gratzel got a call or two. But yeah, McGurk gets it from the listeners. Who do we give it to? Well, it is a Mac, but I'm going to go for George McEachern, actually, mm. who I think was Swindon's outstanding player on the pitch for the 84 minutes he was on. Um, in terms of our football that we played and, and you know, getting it from defence to attack, I think I think McEachern has had his best game for absolutely yonks. Um, building on, obviously, having quite a good game against Salford and, and notching. Um, yeah. But yeah, probably in your honourable mentions, I think McGurk, and, you know, I'm glad he got the fans. Because um, he's probably getting the silver medal from me, um, and then probably, God, if only Glatzel could finish. Oh, yeah, because he's probably getting the bronze. Yeah. Um, but the fact he has that pace, the fact he's so good playing off the shoulder, makes intelligent runs, gets to the point where he can miss, you know, and and we own him. <laughs> so like McGurk and like Bycroft and like. Um, Drinnen, you know, there is a few little building blocks there for next season. And, you know, this is Glatzel coming in, having not played for Yonks, had a lot of injury problems. So, you know, I don't want to be too mean on him when I talk about the finisher because, you know, he's at he's at the very least getting on the end of those chances. He, he's making the smart runs. I think he's one where, you know, get get what you can out of him this year. Um, if, he, if he can get five or six goals between now and the end of the season. That would probably be a fairly good return from wide forward. And then summer off, big pre-season. And I think you're looking for Glatzel to really hit the ground running next year because I think he is super talented. There's, for me, a little bit of a comparison with Louis Barry and his mm. time at Swindon Town. Wide forward, supremely, outrageously talented some of the things he can do with the ball. But it's just a little bit of a a mentality thing and the way in the 50-50s and some of the physical bits, Barry also and Glatzel now, I think the two players that are just looking after their body, they're not quite sure about their body yet. That's why I think Glatzel next year with a full pre-season and some faith in his body should oh. be one of the headline players to swim in. But this, the early signs are very good. As but things, Please stand, don't think I'm being down on him. No, absolutely not. And I completely agree with what you say. The only thing that I'm not doing is expecting any players to be here in August. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, you know, there are players, but there was that little bit of wording that made me worried when they're here to the summer and then we have options, which... 
it means that we we might let them walk or, or leave um what have you so i'm just gonna just just at the moment i'm i'm, I'm support <laughs> my, my support of swindon is day by day in, in the expectations and what what i envisage next season to look like but um maybe we should just all sack it off and just follow the under 18s wow yeah and talking of under 18s they won four three at bristol rovers should have gone should have gone goals from jackson brown fletcher hubbard miles abodo and botan amin off the bench yeah. i think that makes it in their Youth Alliance Southwest League, 10 wins, 4 defeats. Um, they've got a couple of games to catch up on, owing to their fantastic FA Youth Cup run. Um, have you heard of a, a date for the Bristol City quarterfinal yet, Rich? If it's been announced yet, we all... Oh, it's annoying, isn't it? I want to get yeah. planning. I want to get planning. I, I spent a little bit of time, I was in the office today, and I was still looking around like, how can I make, how can I make this Bristol Rovers game happen? Um, and and, I, and then I saw Rich stop it um, at about midday. And then as the goals started to flow in from both sides, I was like, ah, this would have been a nice little little afternoon in the rain. But oh, well, never mind. Right. Uh, it's very late. Uh, apologies if we fell over our words uh, in places. But uh, this, that's what on the whistle at night <laughs> do to you. Dan, that was lovely. Thank you very much. Thank you, Rich. And sorry, everyone, if it, you know, just coming straight onto a pod after the match. I just, I can't hide <laughs> the disappointment. <laughs> if only. Oh, oh if only. Uh, Thanks, Dan. Cheers, Rich. Cheers, all. The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. The views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast logo was created by the most splendid Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on you Reds! Come on Swindon! Hi Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.